0: Hi everyone, I am Prakshal and you are listening to Now Podcast. And in this episode, we have Ashton Doctor with us. I am so excited for this episode. Ashton is a habit trainer and coach and the founder of Awesome 180. He believes awesome lives start with awesome habits. He is also the host of The Habit Coach, which is one of the best podcasts in this country. We discussed everything about habits, how to break bad habits, how to build new ones, And what are the golden rules of habit? So if you're trying to break a bad habit or trying to build a good one, this episode is for you. I hope you will enjoy this episode. Hi, Ashton. Thank you for being on the show.
1: My pleasure. Very excited.
0: I'm excited too, man. All right. So I want to start and jump right in into habits. Okay. And so you have this, you have this notion and belief that awesome lives start with awesome habits. Correct. So I want to know the backstory of this. So are there specific events or situations that made you realize this?
1: So what I realized was that whenever you saw people who were living the perfect life, living the kind of life that you wanted, you know, who seemed to have the entire thing in order. It was because of the little actions that they did every day that they could achieve that kind of life. Right. It's not that those lives just happened by default. And the more you look at it, you realize that these were small actions that they learned over a period of time. It was actions that they learned, you know, over many years, five, six years. You know, like you've heard of people Mm -hmm. saying that overnight success, that whole thought of overnight Mm -hmm. success is rubbish because you never see the hard work that went into that overnight success that happens. So what Mm -hmm. you realized was that people see only that success thing and then they believe they can't do it. Because they believe that they don't have the willpower, they don't have the motivation, they don't have the drive, whatever you want to call it. They feel that that person is special and they are not. And as a result, they don't even start. So the realization for talking about habits, starting the Habit Coach podcast, starting the Habit Coaching program came from this idea saying that if we can understand what makes people successful in terms of their tiny habits and then pull them out and if we could use those And teach people to use those. Then they'll never have to rely on motivation. They'll never have to rely on self-discipline ever again. And they would at least just start the process. Instead of giving those kind of excuses. Mm
0: -hmm. And like were were there any specific events in your personal life? Like you were aiming. Like you were looking up to successful people. And you are like imagining that. And then suddenly or maybe over the time. Like for me it happened in, in this way. Like I used to think the same way. Like this successful person are like born some from what different and they are a part of something some some other world but eventually i realized it's a matter of habits and what they do daily so like i specifically remember a moment when i thought okay like they like i observed a pattern among a lot of people and so is there something like that with you happened or you just realized it in one go like
1: so honestly the realization happened when i was meditating So the (laughs) the story is that um, I was planning on going to, so we were climbing this mountain called Stokangri in Leh Ladakh, which is the highest mountain in the Leh Range, right? So we were summiting that mountain and we thought that was a dangerous thing till we realized that the drive to, you know, Pangong Lake in Leh, which is supposed to be Mm -hmm. the beautiful lake where uh, movies are shot and all of that. That road was so scary, so scary that when we went on that road, I was petrified. So I told my friends, listen, Baba, I'm closing my eyes. Because every time you saw a turn, you saw a car that had rolled over. So it was very scary being there. So I was like, I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to meditate. I will see you at the other end. And before (laughs) leaving from Bombay for this trip, I had met up with a few people who who had started making changes in their life after watching what i had done to myself so this time there was no concept of habit coach nothing nothing this was just the change that had happened in my life and they were saying that you know show us how show us how and i said i can't show you all how because my business is something else i can't teach you all Mm -hmm. this i can't coach you all but in Mm -hmm. that meditation everything suddenly became so clear to me it was like what you managed to do in the changes that you did in your life was make small changes What you managed to do Mm. was to understand and break them down into these different aspects of life, which you put together. And I think within Mm. that 45 minutes of meditating, the whole program, including the name of the program, including how much I would cost for it, how long it would be, Mm. everything happened in that 45 minutes. Oh,
0: that's so interesting story. And you mentioned like you were doing some other business at that point of time before coaching, like before that meditation session. So what were you doing then? And... Like what was before habit coaching?
1: So the family business is into market research and consumer understanding. So that is understanding how products are doing and with regards to consumers and how consumers feel about different things. So that is the family business. So that's what I did for 15 years. Just before the habit coaching, I had started a small fitness company called Fitterby, which was fitness through playing games. So it was all about exercise, but exercising in a fun musty way and Hmm. games that were there so that was the business that i had just started it was probably about a year year and a half old it was going very well and um, once i came back from leh ladakh i started the habit coaching business and that was a separate thing altogether
0: and you are like now everywhere you search habit coaching like podcasting any platform and there, there you are like and that's how actually i found you like i was like researching about podcasts and I realized like I observed a pattern that this podcast is on every list. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I like kind of found you. Awesome.
1: See, you know, the thing is that, you know, when you think about the podcast thing and how this journey started, it didn't start with the idea of the podcast, right? It said, I want to help Mm -hmm. people. If I had said I want a podcast that was successful everywhere, I don't think I would have been successful. But what Mm -hmm. was it that, that drove me was that I want to figure out how I can help people with their life, with their coaching and all of that. And in the first mm-hmm. year of starting the business, which is Awesome 180. See, from the podcast, you don't make money. The exactly. business is actually coaching people one-on-one, etc. So that coaching business is called Awesome 180. And when we mm-hmm. started it, we had about, I think, I had a goal of staking on five clients because it was not my main business. But we ended up with something like 20 people. And that's mm-hmm. when I suddenly realized, oh, there's so much potential here. Let me focus on this more than what I was doing with fitterby And then the podcast started and it was a, even with the podcast was a journey. So the first podcast was so bad, so bad, so bad. (laughs) Meaning I, we have not recorded, we've not put it up anywhere. I went and bought a microphone. I tried recording. It just sucked. Mm. Then the Mm. first time we recorded our promo, which was supposed to be 45 seconds. It took us 45 minutes to record 45 seconds. (laughs) And now we record three episodes in 45 minutes. So it's it's a journey and you only see the the fact that the podcast is everywhere. You don't see the baby steps that it took. It took for two hundred forty mm. episodes to come here.
0: I get it. like people are too impatient and they, and they, I think they just want to skip the journey. You also mentioned a little bit like before that you know they they are not seeing the what is going behind the story. They are just too focused on what is like in front of them. All right, I want to shift to habits. So there was a point of like in my life where I was like trying to build habits and mm. they're like two habits, like two buckets. There are bad habits that I want to break and they're the good habits that I wanted to build. Mm. So, but then I read somewhere like you can kind of, these things can be complementary somewhere. Like for example, I was kind of addicted to screen, like scrolling. Mm. And then I read this like, if, if I found myself endlessly scrolling, then mm. I can just exchange the device so I ex- whenever I found myself scrolling endlessly I just changed the device from mobile to kindle right, right. so that is kind of complementary to me like these habits like I kind of break that habit of screen addiction and then I've moved into something productive and something good right. so do you think uh, and But that doesn't work in every habit that I try to build. So I want to know your opinion. Do do you think like these oh, bad habits and good habits can be complementary or it's just whole another process? Each process is different, like breaking habits is different and building is other different process.
1: So they are not. Uh, so so they are two different ends. So we have to first understand what a bad habit is. There mm-hmm. is so like, for example, you're moving from screen to from from a Kindle to a phone in my opinion, was not a switch of a bad habit. So you might still be actually scrolling on your phone. It might not have been a clean break. Because what you were mm. using the phone and the scrolling for is completely different from what you're using the Kindle for. See, mm. bad habits have two very, very important features. One is that a bad habit gives you immediate gratification.
0: Mm. Like
1: right now, I got something positive out of it. Future may. Ho smoking right hmm. now i got a good thing future who cares drinking right now i felt good future who cares correct the thing with yes. good habits is right now they don't necessarily feel very good reading something on a kindle is not going to give you something immediate right now it's a it's going to over a period of time give you some benefits right so hmm. it so all good habits slowly, slowly give you benefits they don't give immediate gratification there are very few good habits that give you immediate gratification so the way to understand that is that a bad habit has another element to it, that a bad habit is used as a crutch for something that is lacking in your life. So for mm-hmm. example, uh, somebody who pours themselves a drink at night at eight o'clock every day, day—it's what is it that is a crutch for? Maybe it's a crutch for the fact that they're feeling lonely right Mm -hmm. somebody who needs to uh, have a cigarette maybe it's a crutch for the fact that they feel that they've been living their life by society's rules and this is their way of breaking the rules correct it Mm -hmm. is something that is a very very deep inside need that is not being satisfied so the way to first Mm -hmm. do this is to figure out what is it that is not satisfied satisfy that and you'll notice that the, the bad habit goes away and that's what I do with my clients because I don't ever try and break a bad habit when they say that, boss, I need to stop smoking, I'm like, I'm not gonna help you on that. You do all the mm. other things, you'll notice you stop smoking by yourself. Because once you start getting your health in place, once you start getting your exercise in place, once you start seeing, you know, how amazing it feels to be full of energy, then you'll be like, Then why am I smoking? Why am I doing this mm. rabbit? Do. So you've taken away the need for a crutch and hence the bad habit. Disappears, so it's not as easy as swapping out a bad habit with a good habit. You first put lots of good habits in, and then you will watch the bad habit fall away.
0: And you also like it. I think that that's what you said. Like it comes to self-awareness in the sense that why you are so compulsively doing that. For example, smoking or screen addiction or whatever it is. Like
1: so, like for example, your screen addiction. Um, I don't know what you were scrolling. Maybe you were scrolling Instagram, for example.
0: Yes, I was. Yes, like, I was. So why were you scrolling
1: Instagram? Instagram? Yes. You were scrolling Instagram maybe because you couldn't do, figure out what to do with your time. You were bored. Maybe it could yes, be maybe. Uh, the fact that you were constantly comparing yourself with somebody else. Maybe it mm-hmm. could be you were looking for something to inspire to do something. Right. I don't know what, be, mm-hmm. what you were p- possibly looking for at that time. But you had to figure out mm-hmm. what it was. And then you can go, go about solving it. So I've tried right. so many times to try and stop scrolling on Instagram by blocking Instagram, using app blockers, putting my phone in the cupboard, putting this out there. But unless I solve the reason why I was scrolling, you know, unless you solve that, it doesn't make sense.
0: It's like working on the roots that what is the problem there? Yes,
1: yeah, so what is it that you're trying to solve?
0: Yes, and you must have worked with a lot of people. So, what are some of like the most common bad habits or patterns that you think that you see in people?
1: So phone addiction for sure. That is.
0: One. <laughs> that is, I think that is very new. Like, like new as a like uh, comparatively in the t- bigger time frame. I think that is comparatively new.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's the biggest, right? Everyone yeah. from CEOs yeah. all the way down. So, it's the biggest yeah. for sure. Yeah. The second one is negative self-talk. I think that is a very very bad habit. Uh, okay. You know that, that talking to yourself in a in a in a negative way. I'm not good enough. I'm not beautiful enough. I'm not like this. I'm not like that. I'm not like this. I'm not like mm. that. That is something that is again a very very big negative across the board. I'm seeing things like uh, smoking etc. Reducing. Mm. I'm not seeing that much of a problem with it. It, it is mm. it is slowly slowly coming down. But the other one that is important is the relationship with food. Many people use food as a crutch for their emotions. Many people use food as a way of, uh, you know, trying to feel good. But food is not meant for that. And as a result, when you use food for it, uh, you have a very unhealthy relationship with food.
0: Like where do people start to build a good, hap- good relationship with the food? Like where do somebody start?
1: You start off by first figuring out why food is so important for you. Why desserts are so important. Why sweet dish is so important. So for me, it started off because my grandmom, whether I was if i was sick she would feed me if i came back home from school and i was upset about something she would make a cake if something happened she'd be like why don't you eat this why don't you eat this and we are forever doing this to our children also right oh beta you must be bored you have this oh beta you must be this have this right so our our relationship with food starts from when we were children and and from there it grows and um, then slowly it becomes a part of your identity oh Ashton is the kind that will finish an entire piece of cake by himself. You have to order your own dessert. Huh. Now I'll not only I'll finish my cake, I'll finish your cake also, right? And it becomes a part of your identity. So you have to figure out where it is coming from, and then you pull it out from its roots, right, from its jod, and that's when it starts making a difference.
0: It makes so much sense. And you talked about like breaking bad habits, being like aware and knowing the reason and getting to the roots Mm. where the problem is coming from. Mm. And but that is like breaking the bad habits. And where do we begin building the good habits?
1: The good habits start by creating a very clear sense of an intention. So why do you want to create this good habit? I want to create this good habit because everybody is saying it's good. That is not a good enough start. If you want to create a good habit of running, for example, just because everybody around you is going for a run at five o'clock in the morning is not a good idea for you to go for a run at five o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. right? So you have to figure out why you want to do it. Just because you want to start working out because you've not worked out and everybody says that it's important for your health. Not enough, not enough a good reason. You should have a very, very burning desire for something before you start. Like if people say, I want to lose weight, that's why I want to come to you. I don't take them on board. I don't. Uh, I don't accept it because I'm like, unless you realize why you want to lose weight. You want to lose weight because you never want to feel sick again. Because you never want mm. to uh, feel that you can't do something. Then mm. I will work with you. But if it's just gonna be, I want to lose weight because I want to look good for this wedding that's happening in June. Then I don't want to do. it.
0: And have you read uh, "Start with Why" by Simon Sinek? Of course. I yeah. And I think that is like that is it like know your why like where, you have where things are coming.
1: in everything whether it's a business mm.
0: whether it's mm. this
1: kind of uh, change that is happening in your life you have to know why you want to do it otherwise there's absolutely no point in starting
0: and even if you start like uh, there are a lot of time happens when some as you said like if everybody is running around and everybody's saying this is good and you start something it won't last and it when it won't last you also get like a guilt about it that you you are not able to continue it i mean it and you eventually end up in a much worse place than you started, right?
1: That's when you feel demotivated. That's when you mm. mean, that. Mera bas ka baat hai. That's when you start saying that mm. you know I can't make the change that you did.
0: All right. And what is like some of your advice that you give to your clients and that you can give to the audience that who are listening to that who keep starting. Like who start a new habits and they get back to square one and they feel demotivated and it's a never-ending loop. They start something, they don't do it and they feel guilt about it and they push themselves again and then again the same loop. So, so what are some of your advices for people who want to start like building good habits? And do you and also like one more thing, do you okay. think like habits, you should build habit one by one or all at once? Like there is some some people start like, okay, from tomorrow onwards, like even if they why so desire like is burning so much that okay from tomorrow i'll start my morning routine i'll go to workout like i'll do workout i will meditate i do this i'll like you know they start everything at once or do you believe in stacking habits like one by one build one habit and then second and then third on it so what is your take on this
1: so the way to approach it is that you should do it no more than three habits at a time huh so okay. don't try adding more than three habits at a time that is the first rule because what happens is then you're just overwhelming yourself you have to be patient the whole idea with habits is patience right and in mm. fact a large part of what i do with my clients is holding them back and saying no no just be calm don't worry and this mm. leads in actually very well to the other question that you were asked which was that um, what happens when people keep failing at something mm. the problem is that adults we stop learning new things and because mm. we stop learning we've stopped we, we can't remember how hard it was to learn something new. Like uh, my my doctor friend, she said that, Do you remember how hard it was to uh, write A, B, C, D as a kid? How many times did you get your B wrong and make your B look like a D and make your S turn into a 5 by mistake? We made all those mistakes, right? But every day we practiced, we practiced, we practiced, I practiced. And after a while, it became good. But we've forgotten that it took that much time to do Just like when you see a baby walking, it falls down, falls down, falls down, falls down. We've forgotten that it takes that long to get good at something or to even practice something. So falling down, failing is all part of this journey. The mm-hmm. more you fail, good. But as long as you get up and try again, try again, try again. Mm-hmm. And then what you realize is that the faster you start failing at things... The faster you start mm. getting better at things so that's when you will realize that you know it's it's good but if you follow the rules of habit change you will eventually get there and the rules of habit change are never miss two days in a row right so make your habit mm. small make your habit easy to do that's rule one and two and rule number three is never miss two days in a row
0: and according to you what is like a good amount of times to build a habit
1: So, there is no 21-day rule. I've never observed (laughs) 21 days, for example, with my clients ever working out. Because Mm -hmm. what happens is that you can never do something for 21 days in one shot. I've Mm -hmm. noticed that they will do it full-heartedly. But if by, say, day 15, they fail at it, Mm -hmm. then they feel so demotivated that they don't try again. Mm -hmm. So, instead, what you have to do is you have to follow the two-day rule. One day, Mm -hmm. mistake, no problem earth is not gonna mm. come shattering down like your sky is not gonna fall nothing's gonna happen what you have to do as a rule is make sure the next day you get up and do it for sure hai. Mm. what changes and what is most important here is that when you suddenly realize that you don't need to force yourself to do the action that's when it becomes a habit so when mm. it's become a part of you when you don't even think about it anymore that's when it becomes a mm. habit so earlier on my habit used to be of having tomato ketchup with everything okay that used to be my
0: <laughs> i'm struggling with that right these days <laughs> oh god <laughs>
1: right
0: please tell me yes
1: on eggs on my dal chawal on everything was tomato ketchup so mm. like we would go through lots of tomato ketchup together uh, in in our home as soon as i did a no sugar challenge for example i realized that tomato ketchup mm. is just 50% sugar in any case so it's completely useless after a while, once, the, once I stopped having the tomato ketchup and became a habit not to have the ketchup, I don't even think about it anymore. Like I genuinely mm-hmm. can't remember when was the last time I had tomato ketchup. I can't remember how many years ago it must have been that I had tomato ketchup. Because in my mind now, tomato ketchup was a big cross. And then it became a part of my identity. Mm-hmm. So for you also, it's possible. You don't have to live <laughs> in fear saying that, oh, no, my entire life is going to be about tomato ketchups. <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, I sometimes like sometimes people point it out like you don't sometimes you don't realize that you are into, into this compulsive habit of eating tomato ketchup with everything and then somebody even points it out and they're like, Okay, he or, may sh- or he or she may be right. And there is something... You seem to be a lot of self-aware about a lot of things. Like like getting to the roots of habits and working with a lot of clients and yourself and in your life. So I want to talk about a little bit about self-awareness. So is there a process somebody can start on this journey of self-awareness?
1: So very, very deep question. Very, very long answer to this one. Because <laughs> it, it ends with forgetting that there is a self. So that is where I am currently in and struggling with an understanding that there is a sense of ego and there's a sense of identity and how do you drop that sense of identity like the very fact that i call myself the habit coach means that i've given myself an identity correct so you know when you go down this path of awareness it starts off by understanding what's going on in your mind so for me i'll tell you how it started i remember a time when my mind was very very peaceful and then i remember a time probably when i was a kid and then i remember a time when I was passing through very, very bad, stressful stages in my life, and I just could not get rid of thoughts, negative thoughts, thoughts running around, thoughts jumping over each other. It was just a complete khichdi in my head. And I couldn't figure out how to get rid of that. Till I started writing down each of these thoughts that was running. What is it that this fear was trying to tell me? What was it that this thought was trying to tell me? What was it that this kind of... What was it that my brain was shouting out at me? And once I started writing Mm. all these things down, I realized where all these fears were and what they were meaning and what they were trying to do. And I realized that all of them were just trying to protect me. Once I addressed each of those things, you became so aware of who you are as a person. And Mm. then you stop lying to yourself. Right? Why? Because we all lie to ourselves every single day. We may have desires in our mind, but we can't show them. So to the outside world, we are lying. And what happens Mm. when we do things like this is that We live in a constant state of friction. We live in a constant state of fighting. And we're just fighting with ourselves because we're not fighting with anybody else. But as soon as you make peace with the fact that, you know, I am a Khadu's person or I am a Mm -hmm. person that is constantly like this or I'm a person that is like that, then you get a sense of peace. And if you then want to change who you are, by all means, there are so many techniques that you can use to start changing that but getting to that point of awareness and understanding that I am this kind of person. Yeah. And it is perfectly mm-hmm. fine. That is where that whole journey of the start of that self-awareness bit comes down. And it comes by introspecting. Introspecting is this journey inwards.
0: Awesome, ma'am. And like, I think you must have a lot of, over the time you must have like right now, a lot of good habits, obviously like it's a never ending process, but what are some of the non-negotiable for you right now? Like you can't afford to miss that. Like you don't miss them at any cost. Like,
1: so, um, intermittent fasting for sure is one that I don't miss at any cost. Once a week, okay. if I feel like I will I will, I will, will stop it, but like otherwise, it's a thing that's been going on for the last five years in my life. So, that is something that is a non-negotiable. Um, the second one is a gratitude practice. So, something that makes me feel gra- grateful for the world that we're living in, makes me feel one with the world that we're living in. So, that gratitude practice is another one that has become Non negotiable and uh, something that used to be a non negotiable, and this is an important point. It used to be a non negotiable when I was in Bombay, but in Karjat, I've given myself the leeway out of it, which was my exercise mm. routine. So in Bombay, it was mm. very, very structured. I would reach the gym at this point of time on this, this, this days, but out here, I'm giving myself the leeway. I'm saying that I understand that you're in a different situation, and I understand that there might not be the sense of being able to do this and consistency so chalega once we go mm. back once we we can recreate it exercise is still a p- important part of my life but if i don't do it on a particular day when i was supposed to perfectly fine i don't feel that it's going to be like the sky is going to fall so there are habits that become non-negotiable and then they and then you realize that maybe it's something that you know in this aspect of my life I don't need it maybe later on it'll come back
0: and you talked about a gratitude practice how do you how do you do that like there are a lot of ways so what is your personal way of doing it
1: so I mix my gratitude with my introspection so what I do is I write down in the morning uh, three people or three events or three things that I'm grateful for and one of the emotions mm-hmm. that I feel for that particular thing or event Like, for example, um, yesterday we had a a meetup, a virtual meetup where I just put up a Google meet link and I said, anybody who wants to come and have coffee with me, I'm going to be here from four to five. Come, we'll chat. And Mm -hmm. lots of people came people who loved listening to the podcast and they were sharing their experiences and how it had helped them. Some people had lost 12 kilos. Some people had lost 10 kilos. From a weight point of view, some people had gotten out of abusive relationships. All things that Mm. inspired them to do these changes from listening to the podcast. And I was feeling Mm. so grateful for that. So this morning I was writing in my gratitude journal and I was saying that, you know, I'm so grateful for these people coming and sharing these experiences and actually making those changes. And I was saying that it, it feels so good to be, able to give this service and then that word Mm. service caught on and i said let me introspect on what service means to me and i was like is service about sacrificing myself is service about uh, being becoming a servant service about what and then i realized the Mm. service for me was nurturing service for me was helping someone grow till they are strong enough for themselves so it for me that's how my introspection journey starts along with my gratitude journey
0: That's so amazing. I mean, it's such a good way to do like both gratitude and being and introspect yourself. And as a result, you will be like much more self-aware of both the activities. Right. Mm. And do you have bad days? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And Uh, so how do you deal with them?
1: Hide under a blanket. (laughs) (laughs) so so, so Everything's on a spectrum, right? There are good days. Mm. There are bad days. There are days when you just don't feel like doing anything. I think that's when mm. you start showing compassion to yourself. See, we live in a world where everything is about go, get do it. You have to push hard. You have to push hard. Like, you know, I mm. wake up at five. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Hustle, hustle, hustle. hustle, 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 mm. hustle, hustle. And um, while that is very good to get people who are just lazy asses to move, if you are already <laughs> hustling and there are days when you just don't feel like and when you just realize that your body is saying, bas ho gaya, you should give yourself that compassion. So, for example, we just interviewed a fantastic doctor. He's a psychiatrist and a coach for the podcast. And probably the episode will come out on Wednesday or Friday. And he was saying exactly this: he was saying that when people have a burnout, it's because they were in this hustle-hustle mentality and they could not mm. find things to be happy for. They couldn't find mm. things to be peaceful for. So if you're mm. so so very often it happens like that. Like yesterday, I had a podcast recording at eight. Uh, live on Facebook at 11:30. This uh, four four o'clock, we had a catch up on Hangouts, and 6:30, I had a yoga day live. So it was just packed in the middle of that, and it was a Sunday, right? And in the middle of that, we had to finish this work and that work. So I said mm. that this morning on Monday, today I'm going to do nothing. So I'm going to chill <laughs> till two o'clock. So literally, I chilled till two o'clock. I did my exercise peacefully. I I helped mummy set up a computer. I did this. I did that. I pottered around. Mm -hmm. But now from 2 o'clock to now, which is 5.30, we've been continuously on one call after another, after another, after another. But that's fine. Mm -hmm. So there are these kind of days. So you have to figure out how you're going to bring that balance into it. And as long as you Mm -hmm. are putting in the hard work, if you have a low day, perfectly fine. That compassion is so important for you to have for yourself.
0: Awesome, man. It's been great talking to you. And I have to ask my last question. All right. What is your... What is your definition of success and failures?
1: So success is being able to live life on your own terms, is my definition of success. Um, Failures is is something that can grab you unless you say, I can't do this yet. So you have to put failures with a yet. And then you know that failures are just stepping stones. Right? It just Mm -hmm. didn't happen right now. But in the future, it's going to happen. So that yet is important when you think of failures. And and like somebody told me the other day, what would your book be, autobiography be, title be? And I said, fail, 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 win was the name of my
0: autobiography.
1: (laughs) Because you have to fail at everything, yeah. The faster you fail, the better.
0: Ashton, man, it's such a blast talking to you. And I learned so much like in such a short span of time. And I continuously follow your podcast. I usually don't do like follow too much on Instagram, like like, (laughs) screen addiction, right? (laughs) But man, your podcast is awesome. And thank you for doing this amazing conversation my pleasure and yeah man yep. so
1: please, please everyone head out listen to the habit coach podcast you can check it out on youtube as well it's called the awesome 180 channel so there's so much content coming out just start consuming and you'll never know which idea strikes and that's something that you'll take mm-hmm. for the future
0: awesome man yes i completely agree that one idea can give you that breakthrough that you're looking for absolutely right? Awesome, man. Thank you for being on the show. Have a good time. My pleasure. Thank Thank you. you.